Hello, so welcome to episode number 17 of The Space In Between. And today we're going to be talking to one of my students, mentees, and friends, Cece. And just a moment, she's a cadet at West Point. She's a senior there, and she did both our 200-hour and 300-hour this past year. And she is um, head of the the cadet in charge of the yoga club there. And she's done a lot of great work in building up the yoga community at West Point for the cadets. And I'm just truly grateful to be um, a part of her community. And she's been really wonderful at... You know, building that and and really creating something special there. So she'll be on in a moment. But before we get to Cece, um, yeah, what's happening in Nomadland is two chances this week for our new movement class, one Movement One Hundred Nine. That's Thursday at Bar Body and Soul. Uh, in New Windsor at 5.30 on Thursday, February 21st. And then the very next day, we'll be over at Namastasis in Fishkill, uh, February 22nd at 6 p.m. And there's still some spots available at both of those. We're going to continue the love on Thursday. Our love class, our special Valentine's Day class will be again continued on on this Thursday. And then we're going to flow a bit more on Friday in terms of a theme. And if you can't make it this week, our next Movement 109 class is happening at Beacon Yoga March 8th, once I get back from Costa Rica. So March 8th, at uh, Friday, March 8th at Beacon Yoga, and that's at 6 p.m. And we have other dates too for March, but I'll tell you more when we get a little bit closer. Um, yeah, and then I'm heading to Costa Rica for a sold-out retreat in the Osa Peninsula, which I'm super excited about. And sorry you can't come. <laughs> uh, but we are working on some really cool things for the rest of this year and next year. This is our planning. This is planning month. February and March are kind of planning months and planting seeds. So we have lots of retreats in the works, lots of other interesting trainings, not just 200 and 300 hour teacher trainings, but um, a couple other little trainings that I'll share more about very, very soon. So yeah, just keep listening and stay tuned if you're interested in diving deeper with us in, in all of that. So with all of that, let's go talk to Cece. All right. So hello, everybody. Today I have Cece here. And right. <laughs> Cece is a nomad teacher. Yay. Yeah. And we just did, you just finished up your 300 hour with me. And do you want to talk a little bit, tell us first, like how you found where you are right now in nomad? <laughs> yes, it was a, it was a long journey. Um, so I did a little bit of yoga in high school with my mom and it was pretty good. It was really good to bond us. We, we had a rough start there. Um, and I really, really fell in love with it. I was a, did a lot of hot yoga, a lot of um, aerial yoga. And then I got to West Point. I was on the track team for a couple of years. And that kind of took me away from yoga a little bit because I was so overwhelmed with just college and a D1 sport and just a lot of, a lot of competing um, demands on my time. So I fell away from it a little bit. And then 
I kind of had just like multiple things break down in my life. I'd quit the team. I was injured. I had surgery. I had a bad relationship that ended and I just saw someone walking with a mat to um, where we practice yoga in West Point. And I just ran after them and asked them what they were doing. And and they were going to yoga class. So I went to it and I met Major Kent, who was the officer in charge of the club. And then that summer I got, um, I started my 200 hour training back home. And then I, I came to West Point and was the head of the club. And we, Major Kent met Phoebe and <laughs> finished her 300 hour that semester with her. And then we decided to create or bring the teacher training, um, the nomad teacher training to West Point. And I was able to just hop on to that <laughs> on top of my other 200 hours. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's, and then I was able to, to turn that 200 hour into a 300 this sem- last semester. Um, and I'm still finishing that up, but. I am almost there and you are. I'm full full time nomad yogi here. <laughs> you are at West Point. So you're a senior cadet. Yes, I am. At West Point. Mm-hmm. And you really have grown this club here. Yeah. Uh, the yoga club. I'm trying. For the cadets. <laughs> well, we just finished class and that class was huge. I we, know. We that was great. That was really great. Cullum Hall. So you're doing amazing things here for for the community. And I'm grateful that I get to be a part of that in some way by offering the teacher training here. And um, as we've kind of shared before in previous podcasts, um, how Jessica and Amy also are nomad teachers now and they're spearheading tribe and you're part of that Mm -hmm. too. Yes. Yeah. So when you graduate here, you're going to continue on sharing the tools of yoga through the military. Yes. I'm very excited to for all the things that we've been able to do with this club. There's just no, there's no way to really put it into words. Yeah. It's it's just so much has happened with it. And so many people have given so much of their time and their energy with really no um, monetary expectation from that. And it's just, I mean, taught me more leadership than anything I thought could teach me. So it's, I mean, there's a reason I give all of my free time to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we just started the 200 hour. We just finished Mm -hmm. up the first weekend of our 200 hour at West Point. And so you got to sit in with that group and it's an awesome group. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. I know. We, I remember me being so worried about not having the right people and who's going to commit to this and, and you just, the right people come along and then the right people also want to leave and and what's meant to be yeah happens and those people that stay around and give the time are really like the ones that want to be there yeah so they're a very present group yeah they cadets really and we be have there. non-cadets too mm. they're all super present and open to learning these yeah tools. they are i love it they're great so but you're here to share something today I am. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, I love you because you're following the rules of what my first intention was of this podcast was to share a letter and then to open that up into a story. And so you reached out to me, I guess, a, a month or so ago. Yeah. Um, at the end of our 300 hour and said you were ready to share something that was very 
special to yeah. you. I, can I give a little preface Whatever to it? Whatever you want. This is your time. I listened to, I was really excited when I heard you guys were having a podcast or you specifically, because I, I love TED Talks and I love um, just kind of people opening up their life journey and whether it's, you know, academia or it's just a story mm-hmm. that is everything to them and sharing that is really special to, to have the privilege of hearing those things and they're out there everywhere but every time I listen to one, I'm inspired. And, mm. and so I listened to like, I think all of the podcasts you had at that time, there was like four or five mm. and I just couldn't stop listening to them. Oh, I was like, you. this is just so, it's so cool to hear people be so vulnerable and it's, it's refreshing cause it's not something I, I only have really felt that in the, um, in the yoga community. Mm-hmm. So I try to bring that into the military, but it is kind of um not part of the culture so I have to ease into it and just make sure I surround myself in the yoga community here so that I have that release and yeah and I'm able to kind of be human in front of them which I I feel like I'm really comfortable now but it's not it kind of freaks people out yeah so I kind of have to save it for a time and a place. Yeah. And I feel like you s- create a safe container with your yoga club. You know, we have our philosophy nights and I've sat in for you know last semester. And I think that you've really created that safe space for yourself, but for the entire group so that they can, they can have that vulnerability, as you said, that's important yeah. to you here. And I see, it, I see it happen in some of my classes now. Oh, good. I think people want to be vulnerable. They just want to make sure everyone else wants to too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us go through very similar like feelings of feeling like an outcast and, and not feeling included. And we all kind of like fight those, those battles on our own when we could open up and just kind of see that we all feel the same way. Yeah. So, you know, whoever listens to this, I mean, I'm pretty much an open book. I've done yeah. different versions of this at West Point, which have been really scary, but... Mm. I never like regretted doing them. And the only reason I was scared just because everyone's watching you. It's not really that I'm afraid of opening up. It's just everyone just like the stage fright kind of thing. So I hope that I can like have the same effect on people that they had on me. Yeah. And so you're going to share this letter that you wrote to yourself. Mm -hmm. And before we say that, I'll just say we're sitting in the mezzanine of Cullum Hall <laughs> at West Point. And nice. yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. And I... <laughs> Just to special, special kind of create a, a scenario for the listeners that okay, yeah, you're about yeah. to share this very vulnerable letter and we're sitting at... <laughs> Under the staircase. This very grand <laughs> space with many, you know... There's history. We're sitting in history right now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's yeah. cannons right inside there's, the... Yeah, there's cannons. Cannons right over there. <laughs> yeah, there's cannons right there. Um, but I wrote this... One second. I have to say one more thing about yeah, it. of course. Um, I wrote a draft of this on the airplane because for some reason I can always just... I just write on airplanes. I do too. It's so funny. <laughs> it just... every. It's almost like there's... It's some strange, like ironic safety about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that I feel just inspired on airplanes. <laughs> and I, I fly all the time just because I live far away and I grew up traveling. And so 
I always just feel a lot of inspiration and I write a lot on a plane. So I wrote this and I'm pretty sure I was crying on the plane writing this. And then I went back over it, um, like Christmas break and I edited it a little bit. And so I think this is, there's a lot of things I'm trying to say, but I think this kind of embodies what I want to like tell myself, Okay. you know? So I might like, wish I would have said something more with it, but I think these are like the main points in my life that I want to like tell myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. Okay. Beautiful Cecilia. Your heart was created out of music and with every sound you become more alive. You see clearer and you love braver. Do not be afraid of what the world says. They come from a place of pain. You're never truly alone. Your wings of passion may fly you places others do not know how to go, but that does not mean they do not want to. Light the path to your paradise with your smile, your laughter, and most importantly, your love. It is okay to be and feel scared, but it's these moments that you have to remember you are not alone. So many amazing people love you more than you can imagine. Everyone battles the darkness, you see. That is why you must strengthen and brighten your light so others can do the same. And we all light the way together. Even when you know people are living in the dark, you light the way as much as you can. As Mother Teresa said, you do it anyway because it was never between you and them. It was between you and God. Most of the time, people are so blind from their darkness to be able to appreciate and to see you. But that is why you lit the way in the first place. Your heart is so big and so warm, like a fire on a winter's night. People have and may continue to put out your fire with their fear and their selfish oblivion. Many men are still boys and do not know how to love someone above themselves. Do not hold on to your anger and let them put out your light. Let their words and their actions roll by you. Use their hurt and broken breath to fuel your fire and brighten your light towards love. Only you and God have the power to put out your flame. It is okay to feel excitement and purpose and motherhood and in your understanding of femininity. You can be excited to transcend into a vessel of life and deliver of love. So much of your purpose is to give birth to peace and belonging, and that is part of you knowing yourself. Do not judge others for having a different purpose and feeling different. Shine your light and let others follow to their own destiny. God has a different plan for everyone. Grow your light and your love from the creations of God. Become addicted to the sunset, high off the skyline, and drunk off the waters of earth. All other love and addictions are false. It is okay to love your body and long to physically connect with others, but also long to emotionally and spiritually connect with them. The person who you belong with is someone who connects with you on all of those levels and vows to protect and cherish your light. You've worked so hard and there's so much ahead. Cherish each day as its own adventure and keep your head up even when you feel like no one understands you. God understands you. Go find and go find the beauty and come back to change the world. So much love, CC. That's me, everyone. <laughs> mic drop. <That> beautiful <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> that was beautiful. 
Thank you. I'm glad I read it. Um, I had like a really emotional day, like on the weekend and then when I was at home. And so I think I'm kind of like cried out from it all Mm. because when I wrote that and when I edited it, it was so emotional. But I think that's almost like the purpose of writing it is that you are confronting a lot of things at the same time. Yeah. And you're becoming just coming to terms with it and you're okay with the fact that you dealt with that stuff and that you're insecure about it and you are able to share it like easy more easily every time Mm. if that makes sense yeah absolutely I mean it definitely helps process things right Mm. whether you're you've gone through it already or you're going still kind of going through it um I'm curious because you have it to beautiful Cece and then you sign it Cece, uh, Cecilia. You wrote beautiful Cecilia and then you wrote it at from Cece. And I'm just wondering, like, who is this persona like that you were writing to? Was it a presence, Cecilia? Was it somebody from your past, like your your person from your past, or um, the person of your future? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think Cece has always been my, it's always been my nickname. And Cecilia, I think it's something that I, I identify with it in sort of who I believe I am at, like in my heart, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, or who I want to be sometimes. Um, It's sort of this more like beautiful, um, holy you know, image that I'm trying to, that I'm striving for. Mm. That but makes she's sense. she's in you already. Yeah. She, she's there, but I, I think. You're remembering. Yeah. It's just kind of, I think I, when I address myself as that, it's different. It's not Cece. Cece's like the one who, you know, still is figuring it out and, and, um, is scared and, and kind of the girl. And then Cecilia is just like the woman and just the, the person that I'm always trying to be, if that makes sense. I think it sounds like a little bit like Cece's what we all see right now externally. And Mm -hmm. she's sort of putting on these different masks in a way. It's not like in an inauthentic way. Mm -hmm. It's just to protect yeah. Cecilia in some ways, it sounds like. Yeah, of course. Cece's still trying to figure it out and is kind of like the gatekeeper to Cecilia. Yeah. Maybe a little. Yeah, I think for sure. Because I, I really love like my alone time. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of like elements of my alone time, I don't think people would understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very much for me. Like I don't really play the guitar for many people and sing and write songs. I don't, I don't really share those with people. Yeah. That's like Cecilia. Okay. And Cecilia is the painter saint of music and I was named after mm. that saint. So I think there's a lot of, and just like my practice, my yoga practice and my journaling, like stuff that I'll share with people. Like that's kind of like who I am. Mm. But I think Cece is the one that, that shows up every day. Okay. Not necessarily in a negative way. Yeah. Um, 
but that's just kind of like how I'm explaining it right yeah. now. I don't really know how I feel about that. Okay. <laughs> I it don't know. I Cece don't. and Cecilia could have a conversation yes. and decide that it's different. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> We're always figuring it out. Uh, yeah. And I'm just, yeah, there was so much there. Um, yeah, it's dense. It's dense. I have a couple of questions. I mean... I'm curious because you said everyone battles the darkness, CC. Yeah, that's that's a huge like part of that letter. Um, yeah, and yeah. I've written, I've written either one or two other letters when I was either like right after my depression and my like suicidal, I would say situation okay. more than anything. And I wrote these letters that were like what to look at when you're feeling you know, afraid of yourself and stuff like that. And they were pretty similar to this letter, actually. Okay. Um, Do you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Like, what does that look like? What did that look like? Or what does that look like to you? Um, if you have yeah. to share, like, that period of your life or if you're still going through Yeah, that. I. I really just... I don't know when it started, but when I was in high school, I was in a pretty like emotionally abusive relationship for to for the such a young girl. Relation? Yeah. Okay. For being such a young, like 15, 16 years old. And there's a lot of manipulation that happened there. And was he the same age? He was like a couple years older. Okay. And I didn't I just found myself very like obsessed with that relationship and just, you know, completely confused on feel on the way I was feeling like just so 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 upset just I couldn't even believe I could be that I could be hurting that much when it was like it was so internal mm -hmm. so much like I was on fire internally mm -hmm. in a horrible way and like you were angry in terms of heat like that's what I think of a fire where you're passionate about him passion just about yeah What's but it was just like? manipulation like purposeful manipulation and and I was meant to to feel rejected and to feel you know ugly and mm. not worth your time and just everything in that realm mm. you know and I just it was so bad and I think that rejection that I felt in that relationship and just the general like manipulation and purposeful you know ignoring and neglecting to get some amount of power from him. I don't know what that his purpose was there. Like really stuck with me and I never really confronted that. Mm. And a very similar relationship. I kind of found a very similar person in a very similar relationship here. Okay. Older person, power dynamic like similar. Um, and it was very similar, similar emotional abuse, but like amplified because of just different you know you just have different levels of relationships as you get older as you're more involved and and you're not with your parents anymore there's just more elements of it and you're just more involved with that person and so it was really bad like really bad just like crazy mind games going on and it just hurts so bad all the time and I think it kind of reached a peak when sort of the final mind game of like, I'm now with someone else kind of thing. And I just remember like leaving his room and like going and going outside and just like not being able to breathe. 
And I don't know if I like hit the ground or what I did, but I just couldn't, I literally couldn't breathe. It was like, it was just overwhelming with like overwhelming flooding of rejection and not good enough. Just everything you don't want to hear, like screaming at me and just like a giant weight, like pinning me to the ground. And I, I may have even run back to my room. I have, don't remember. I lived far away from his building. So I think I ran and I went back to my room and I think I immediately either went into the shower or immediately went into one of my friend's rooms because I just knew I wasn't safe. I just knew I wasn't safe because the night before I had told this person that I was feeling really like really suicidal and messed up because of the relationship. Yeah. Factors. Okay. Yeah. And he just didn't really respond to that and was just continuing to manipulate me. And the next day that was when he like told me he was with someone else. And, and so it was just too much. And I just didn't, like I had just finished, um, I was going through a lot of the time. I just got off the track team and that was hard. And I also had a breast mass surgery that was being tested Mm -hmm. because I have a history of it in my family. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of like emotions. There was just a lot of changes and I was really afraid um, of what was to come. Yeah. And I went into my friend's room or brought her into mine and just like was like screaming and like crying and and just like I just was saying really scary shit like really scary stuff were you scared or was your friend scared of this stuff you were saying like were you I was scared because why did I just say why how could I feel like so strongly about dying like that like I just wanted to stop though I don't think it was that I mean I don't know how I'm trying to say this but I just didn't want to feel I felt like internally just like I was being like throbbing like throbbing pain and I couldn't stop crying I couldn't breathe all I could think of was him with someone else and it was so bad and (laughs) I mean you talk about it now and it seems like how could you be that upset but yeah, I've been there. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, yeah. It was that it was, bad. You, yeah. <laughs> when you look back at it, it's about that person or about that thing. But man, when you're in it, it's the only thing that you mm-hmm. can even think of. Yeah. Yeah. And I just couldn't even. It only exists. And they just brought me to the hospital because oh, I just wow. wanted to go. I just couldn't. I couldn't be Your friend alone. I couldn't yeah. be alone. I couldn't be, I, I was having a lot of problems with my roommate at the time mm. and I didn't feel safe around her either. Not like physically, but I didn't feel emotionally safe mm. around her. And, um, it was just horrible. I just wanted to get out. I just wanted to be somewhere else and I didn't want to be alone okay. because then I was going to try to get out in a different way. Yeah. Like I had a lot of narcotics because I was on, I was recovering from a surgery And so it's scary, but like, that's what was going through my head. And, um, so I went to the hospital and like calmed down and it was like the middle of the night. (laughs) It's late. And I just talked to the psychologist or psychiatrist for a while. And we just like went through some like basic questions and it seemed like, how could I have felt like that? I was like, 
yeah, I understand the effects of my family. You know, like it like all came to this reality moment and all of a sudden it didn't even seem like it was something I wanted to do at one point. And it was weird um, because I definitely had felt like that. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, like my family would be upset. Like all these weird oh, realizations. You were like, she's bringing you back to the reality, the bigger picture. Yeah. So cluing mm-hmm. you in about family because you were in this moment just he, he was the only thing yeah. of your universe and you couldn't breathe without him. And then all of a sudden she kind of opened up your focal mm-hmm. focus to a broader picture of, oh, family and friends. Yeah. Okay. And that's the whole point of, but that's the whole disease of it. Like, yeah. And people try to say, just remember you're not alone. It's like you, it's like your mind has taken over. Yeah. Like the worst parts of your mind and rejection and fear has taken over. Like there is no happy place (laughs) I mean I think there's hope for it like once you you make sure like now I have the tools to center that stuff and to know when I'm getting into a bad place and to avoid those situations that put me there Mm -hmm. but before then I was just in another addictive relationship doing the same stuff I'd done in high school um and so I knew, though, I, that I just needed a fresh start in some way. And I think that's why I wanted to go to the hospital more than anything. Okay. I was like, remove me from this situation. I need to have a wake-up call on how serious this is because I have some serious problems in relationships. And I can't keep doing I can't do this again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my next bad relationship is going to, like, send me to my death. Like, mm. I can't do this. And it was so bad. Like, it was so good that I was able to, like, that was such a wake-up call Mm. in, like, every way to my family, to me. Um, I just was, like, I just started over. Like, I had quit the team, and I had blocked him on everything, and and just everything was new. And I literally went to yoga that week. And everything That's was new. That's when you saw the yoga map yeah. and said, well, okay, where's this yoga thing? It was like a day, a couple of days later, maybe. Okay. Um, and that was kind of, it was like I didn't even know who that other person was anymore. Like yeah. from that day on, I just started growing towards like a different person. I mean, I still made mistakes along the way, but of course, I never, ever got, never, ever again did I have I gotten back to that place. That's great. Um, I mean, I've seen like signs of it, but my recognition of it now and is so much better. And I take it really seriously. Like if I have... How long ago was this? That was like February or January of my sophomore year. Okay. So 2017. Yeah, 2017. Okay. And yeah, I take it really seriously now. And I definitely am aware of some of the just fragile a little bit fragile in certain aspects I think everyone is we all are we (laughs) all are and we all have different Mm -hmm. places where we're more fragile and different different triggers too you know Um, but it's just understanding them you know understanding like you said like having the tools and understanding oh this is going to take me down a perhaps downward spiral so let me add this new thing back in, you know, like yoga. Because you had said you had found yoga prior to this in high school, mm-hmm. you said with your mom. Yeah. So it was this kind of remembering of, oh, th- this is a tool that helped me before, it sounds like. Yeah. And 
For sure. Kind of diving into that and surrounding yourself with people that mm-hmm. you felt safe with emotionally and yeah. And just being involved in something else. I just needed to get involved. Yeah. Um, because I just didn't have anywhere to pour my my energy into. Like I had school and stuff, but I just I knew there was something that I I am creative and I needed to put that into something. Yeah. And so this just kind of came along, but it ended up being like everything that I needed um, in that time. And then just like my purpose in life yeah, has come from that moment. That's great. And I mean, the self-care and all that stuff has developed more and more as yeah. being part of this community. And that's definitely where the foundation is for for knowing like your, your triggers and, and stuff like that. Because I think before I was a lot more fragile because I didn't have like a foundation of, Mm -hmm. of true like Mm self-love. I was just kind of standing on like, you know, my, my Instagram pictures and my people telling me like, you're pretty, like I was standing on those things alone. And when someone didn't think those things, like it was all I had. And I think that's what yoga has done for me more than anything is just teach me how to like truly love myself and be there for myself and then also have really good people around me that feel the same. Yeah. And that's, and now that if someone like comes along and tries to like, you know, take my light or do something like that, I'm much more, it takes a lot more to knock me down than it used to. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. lot. And you kind of speak to that in your letter too and and knowing, you know, who you can shine your light on, it sounds like too, you know, not just them coming into your space, yeah. but also opening up to um, having you be op- opening up and inviting them in. It sounds like too, you've been able to yeah. discern that uh, a lot more um, recently. Yeah, because so, so many people, so many people want to know like how um, to love themselves. You know, yeah. and it's a strange, it's like an awkward concept because it's not, it seems like conceited in a way. It sounds like strange, mm-hmm. especially in the military where a lot of things are about the greater mission. And if you're like health, if your health and your self-care plan like can fall into that, like great. But if they can't, like it doesn't matter. It's about the mission. Like that's kind of just a common yeah. thought in my opinion of a lot of people. And so they are always putting themselves last. And when I tell them about like what I do in the morning and my self-care plan and just give them a little, you know, rundown of that because it's so like important to me, they are just like, I could talk to them for, for an hour and they would listen to everything I have to say because they really, everyone really wants that because everyone knows what it feels like when you feel so low and so rejected and just everything is way worse when you don't have yourself to come back to. Yeah. You're just like coming back to the, your demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. And, and I think something that you could speak to in terms of, um, like you're saying in the military culture of the mission, like doing it for the mission's sake is <clears throat> we were kind of reiterating this through tribe too, is how, you are part of the mission. So if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're not mm-hmm. taking care of the mission, right? The bigger picture of it, if you want to look at it like that, but also just the greater, 
the greater mission of life. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why it is so important to, yeah. to, to take care of yourself and to love yourself, right? Um, whether it's in the military or not, just the bigger picture of if you want to take care of other people or you want to spread peace in some way or... Um, you have to start with you first, right? It's like that yeah. um, metaphor that we hear all the time of like you have to put the oxygen mask on you first before you can help somebody else. And it sounds like you're really learning this past two years of how to do that. And mm-hmm. you're teaching that by example, right? Um, you're teaching that every week in your philosophy night for your yoga club staff. And you're, it sounds like you're teaching it just to your friends by having mm-hmm. conversations. So... Uh, you're living your purpose. Yeah, I think I I get a little preachy sometimes. Okay. But just so, so many people like just ask you, you know, how are you? And just these questions. And I'm like, everything people like say to me, I can bring back to like yeah. self-care, like honest reflection, awareness. Like I can always bring things back to that. <laughs> and it's like, I, I feel like sometimes they people need to hear it even if I'm not preaching at them, I'm just like, oh, I'm doing good. You know, like I am grateful for this today. I mean, I won't like shove everything in their face, but (laughs) I definitely try to, to be really open about my self-care stuff and just the yoga club in general. Yeah. Because I think it's so important. And I think it really is where the military is trying to go into. Mm Um, even though some people will like laugh and be like yoga in the military, it's never going to happen. I just, it's happening. You're, yeah, it's happening at West Point. Yeah. It's happening at West Point, And it's that means it will spread with every teacher we certify with every person that comes to this class and wants yeah. to introduce it into their training plan yeah. as a PL. So it's definitely growing so much and it's just going to continue to do that and change the culture from within. Yeah, I believe in it too. I think that seeing so many veterans who are dealing mm, with my gosh, yeah. PTSD and, and even you know people who are in active duty still are still doing it, but maybe not sharing it so much, right? Mm-hmm. Quietly dealing with it. It's helpful, right? to be proactive and give them the tools like you are getting right now for yourself and giving it to other people to have those tools ahead of time, right? So you don't have to just pick up the pieces later on if you experience trauma or not, right? Just mm-hmm. the, the daily grind that you guys have to do, you know, that's just know. stressful in itself. Rather you, whether you are deployed and, and have a traumatic event or not, just just living, hearing you guys live your cadet life sounds stressful. And um, might as well have these tools now, right? Oh, yeah. Instead of having to do it after on the other side, um, you know, to, to deal with it too on the other side. But why not have them now? And I think that yeah. that's one of our missions through Tribe. But, um, and you're doing it also through your yoga club. And I think that that's when people really start to see the importance of the self-care, like you said, is that's how things are going to shift. And it's, they won't have to do so much on the other side. So yeah. They have these tools on the front side. And it's all about the presentation of it because yeah. I can, you know, around the yoga community, I can be open and it can be... Cecilia. Yeah, I can be <laughs> Cecilia. And then, you know, it's I definitely have to 
be creative in the way I present it um, to them because it just kind of freaks them out. And so like a good example was this weekend we had a PT um, physical training event or just we just had physical training at like 5.30 on Saturday morning and it was 20 degrees. <laughs> no sun. And um, I taught yoga after the run and the, and the CrossFit thing we did. And everyone was like really grateful for it. And we talked about what we were grateful for. Mm. And we had like an intention. And every single one of those people after that came up to me and said something like mm. throughout the rest of that day. Yeah. And like they want that. They're like, I felt so good after that. And I was like, you know, it's the simple things. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we did what well, was like a maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. Maybe 10 minutes. And I wasn't even putting a lot of like, it was a pretty Physical low practice. level class. Yeah. yeah, it was a pretty, it was very stretch based, but I wasn't even like on my game. I wasn't <laughs> saying like really cool quotes and all this stuff. Like I didn't really have a theme. I had really not a lot to go off of, but I had like stretches that made, that helped the areas we ran. And then just general like gratitude and intention and presence that's all you need yeah and they were yeah ready for the day you're happy I think that's a really important point to to make is that we don't have to reinvent the wheel and we don't Mm -hmm. have to be like super creative every time right is as long as you have some sort of if you're incorporating the physical practice right you really focused on what they needed in that physical you know in their physical mm-hmm. body at that moment from their training you had intention you had gratitude that brings in mindfulness you know yeah done exactly <laughs> that's great uh yeah i mean i love sequencing i love the creativity of it too but you don't necessarily need it no you the don't time, right no so that's that's really the essence of yoga and that's great that you are sharing it with people and in that way too it's not just about like showing them how to do chaturanga and up dog and yeah i'm just glad they're poses. so receptive to it yeah because i was kind of like you know i'm gonna throw this in there and i'm not sure how they're gonna take it because, you know, a bunch of 22-year-old guys. Yeah. Uh, we've just done a workout. You know, we've done a lot of, like, manly stuff. <laughs> like, can they sit here and be quiet and honestly, like, embody gratitude and have something? And I think so much of it is just groupthink, you know? Like, one person does it, I'm doing it at the front. So that makes it mm-hmm. that leader presence, just kind of, like, military norm, whoever's in the front. Yeah. They kind of follow a little bit. And... I'm doing it and I'm being serious about it. And I'm, and you know, you see more and more people just start to fall into line Mm -hmm. and start to do it. And it's like, even I've even taught like a hundred people in a combatives room and they all like, you know, they all became quiet. That's like, they, they did the practice and were quiet. So I think it's just, they, they want to do it. They just want to like feel like they belong at the same time. Yeah. Not get made fun of. Yeah. They might start it with falling into line, as you say, but mm-hmm. then they realize, oh, I'm yeah. actually getting something out yeah, of this. Yeah, they like it. They do. That's great. I love that. Um, just to go back to your letter, I was curious to, because um, you refer to God a few ways, and I'm just yeah. curious to know, like, what is what is or who is God to you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
I grew up really Catholic. Like, I mean, what does that mean, right? Um, (laughs) 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 I went to church every Sunday. It does not matter where we were, what we were doing. We were, which was cool because we went to church in New Zealand and Ireland and like all this. So that was cool about it. But there was, it was just really arbitrary to me. There was no, Mm. I didn't understand why I was going, what Mm. it meant. Like it was just kind of like something we did and yeah. and something that I didn't like because I was, no one likes something that they're just told to do and have no understanding of why. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's no one's fault. It's just kind of like what happened? part of the norm of Catholicism a little bit. Yeah. And um, I really fell out of that after my freshman year. And then I didn't go to church for a while and I had all my breakdown moments and everything, got year, sophomore year. And I decided to go back to, I went to yoga and, and I decided to start going to like a non-denominational church Okay. and just kind of like eased into it. But honestly, like yoga is what brought me to faith. I didn't mm-hmm. understand. I, I, it was something like cool. I would go there and be like, yeah, I mean, this makes sense, but I just don't like where where is something tangible here? It just, it always felt so abstract. Okay. Like don't judge people like just very, I, I couldn't connect with it and I couldn't connect with the community inside of any like organized religion. Okay. And so I think yoga has been a huge part of my religion. Um, especially with the self care and the journaling that's become like a prayer journal more than anything else. Okay. And so much of the literature and the philosophy I read about yoga has been, very like, you know, either allusions to the Bible or something that's like what the Bible's all about or what religion is all about. And I just, so God is kind of just, how do you even put it into a definition? I mean, I got my faith from, my faith came back from yoga and I think it's been strengthened by the church I go to now. But and yoga, but it, it just kind of go together. It's like yeah. yoga and Jesus just go together for me. Mm-hmm. Just this greater being of of service and this life of service and love and and acceptance. And that's simple sounding, but I I think hey, that's what it is for me. That is. <laughs> that is what it is for you, and yeah, that's what it is for many other people. Yeah. And whatever you believe is exactly as it should be. Mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful way of believing it. And I love how, yeah, you were growing up with a faith, questioned it, and then yoga actually brought you back down to it. Yeah, it did. It and did. And now you found your own, mm-hmm. and if you reestablished it on your own terms. Yeah. That's really beautiful. How do your, does your family still accept that, or how, did that, how does that look like? Um, I think it really changed my family dynamic around religion because I was the youngest child. I kind of just a little bit more rebellious. I, I had less problems like telling my parents, like, this is what I'm doing and I'm, you can either like get on board or not. I mean, I was pretty diplomatic about it. I was able to, I got some time at home for a couple of years with them alone. So I, I felt we had a really good relationship, but because we used to go to Catholic church every week and it didn't like, it was kind of one of these tension points in my family, especially as my sisters 
started going to other churches and didn't tell my mom and it was always secrecy and stuff. And I just, I wouldn't let myself get to that point. And it was, you know, a little difficult, but eventually like she came around to understanding that or just wanting us to, to have some greater, you know, spiritually intellectual environment and community to be a part of. And I think that's what she cares about more than anything now. That's great. But that took, that was not like that like a couple years ago. So it's, we've all really grown Mm. through me doing yoga because all of us, I got, I've got like every one of my friends and my family um, reflection journals Mm. for Christmas. And with the, with the little plan that we went over the, the savers. And now my dad built this meditation room in our house and that's huge for him. And my mom started going to counseling. My dad started going to counseling. It was just, so like, yeah, that's, that's me really being inserted in my family, but I mean, they saw what I went through and it scared the hell out of them. And, and my sister went through it too. Okay. And so I think it was like a wake up call, like certain like behaviors yeah. need to be reflected on and, and things need in your past need to be reflected on Okay. because you just don't know how that's, that's coming out. And from like a marriage standpoint, like things that they were blaming each other for that just were based on childhood behaviors. And so mm-hmm. it's personal for them too. It's yeah. just kind of like I was a catalyzer for a lot of it though. Okay. Um, I don't remember how I got there <laughs> to get there. Oh, my family. Yeah. So now we'll go home and we'll all go to Catholic church and then, or sometimes my mom will go to Catholic church and we'll go to my dad and my sisters and I will go to the other church we go to. And okay. And my mom is fine with it. And she, you know, I think she's grown like so much since I've been doing this. And she's, she's what brought me to yoga. Mm -hmm. And we kind of like have really developed our relationship through it, especially while I've been here, been doing all the training and all this stuff. And, and so she's really detached from some of the things that made our relationship like bumpy growing up Mm. and things have been just yoga has just been so good for our whole family, <laughs> even though amazing. I'm the only one and my mom that actually like pr- practices it like religiously. The physical practice. Yeah. So practicing it in the yeah. limbs, right? They're, that's only one of the eight limbs. Mm-hmm. And so exactly. it's not like they're really incorporating. Yeah, they are. They're, they're definitely like all working on it. Yeah. A lot. Beautiful. I love to hear that. Yeah. But we're, I'm like from a very close family. That's great. So, <laughs> we we just like are very concerned about each other's like well being and and development and growth and all aspects of that. So I'm lucky to have that. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm so glad like I've found yoga and been able to bring it to them. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Mm. And so you're graduating in just a few yep. months now. And you know. so what is uh what does the future look like for Cece or Cecilia? Hopefully Cecilia. I like to leave places and start as the person I wish I would have been. Okay. Um not that I necessarily have like I feel like I'm very authentic in this point of my life, like almost yeah. all the way. But I would like to be And you shift and you change. Yeah, I would like to be a little like firmer on my morals and stuff and, and just someone's going to say this to me and treat me this way. Like, no, you know, I want to just not 
to get into any bad situations, like, okay. if that makes sense. Um, but as far as, I mean, I, I'll graduate, I should get like at least a month off mm. and then I'll go to Fort Lee, Virginia to do my four month officer training for my branch. And then I'll probably go to Texas okay. most likely um, for a couple of years and do my job. As far as like <laughs> yoga stuff goes, um, I don't think I ever have super solid plans around yoga because I'm, I'm just, cr I feel very confident in my ability to bring it with me and really create what I think yeah. that specific environment needs. Um, yeah. And so I'm sure I'll create something in my officer training at Fort Lee. I'm sure you will too. Like I'm <laughs> I know sure you will. I will. I love fixing and changing systems. So yeah. I'll bring it there and I'll always bring tribe. I'll keep developing that. Like I'll see what they need and how we can get together and, oh, and how I can be a part of that more as I graduate. Yeah. And I will bring it to Fort Hood and create something out of it. My bigger goal is to, to have some kind of mental health wellness branch like in a hospital mm. and have it be kind of combining like Eastern and Western medicine and be a really legitimate, you know, part of the hospital that okay. people are referred to as, and I come from a family of physicians. So okay. I have some, I have a, especially in our hometown, which would be cool if we could all be back there at some point and do that. Cool. And, um, where's your hometown? It's in South Missouri. Okay. And my dad's been the only, urologist surgeon there for like 30 years and my sister is about to go there and live there and do her practice there. So oh, wow. I think, and my mom is um, a CRNA there too. So I think that that's a bigger goal, but as far as like, what's going to bring me there, I don't know. I think a uh, society and my parents want me to have some kind of like degree that makes sense, like law or something that, mm -hmm. but I'm like, I don't know if that's where I'm going to go with it. Because I do want to do a lot of yoga and be in the mental health environment. Mm -hmm. um, but I love like learning and I love doing so many things. Yeah. And that's why I love the military. And I want to come back here and teach. And I want to be the head of the yoga club again. <laughs> <laughs> the OIC. Yes, I will do that in yes. my life. And stuff like that. So I don't know. I love it. Yeah, that's... Sounds uh, like a bright future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, full of possibilities. Yeah, I don't I don't try to, to pigeonhole myself too much. Yeah. It's just I just love too many things to no, to be afraid of yeah. of not figuring it out because the military is like they protect you in a weird way. Mm -hmm. It's very, very safe yeah, in an ironic that. way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see that. I completely mm -hmm. see that. But it sounds like you're giving yourself the space to yeah. you know. I love it. And we'll definitely have to bring you back on so people can follow you. And oh, yeah, that's so cool. Cecilia as she goes out That'd be so world. cool. That would be sad. I didn't even think about doing that. Yeah. That's Let's smart. Check in. <laughs> Where are they in the space in between yeah, now? True. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for spending time with yeah, me. Yeah, of course. And the column mezzanine. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the staircase and a little cubby. There. Yeah, I know. And next to, who are we next to? Oh, was Richard this, Arnold. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've got a lot going on here. <laughs> so, but yeah, thank you so much. And thank you for everything that you're doing for, you know, West Point, the yoga club and the yoga community at large. And um, you're amazing. And yeah, you're a shining bright star, girl. And I'm... I feel like I should be telling you this. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me every time. You've told me before, but no, it's, it's um, yeah. I'm I'm grateful that our paths crossed and that we can too. both help each other as we go along. So me too. You. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>